Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash. They lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell. Dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the table, Blake. Hi, I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Dragonborn Fighter Wizard. And Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia, the Human Rogue. And John. Hello, I play Leonidas, Elven Monk. Sexy. And Shane. That's me, playing Alexander, the Human Bard. And Anna. Hi, I'm Anna, and I'll be playing Vikala, the... um. Conquest Paladin of Love. Drow. Yeah, forgot to draw. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so last time on Dungeons & Debacles podcast, uh, you guys had made your uh, way out of the Feywild. Um, you found yourselves back into the Prime Material Plane where you found that only maybe about six hours had passed um, since you had fought the elves outside guarding the Feygate. From there, you made some decisions about uh, what you were going to do. I believe everybody decided you were going to go back to Kala uh, to find more information on uh, where the egg may be and also maybe to uh, do something about uh, Juliet's parents who are currently in captivity in the city. In order to do that, you decided that you were going to make your way to the city of Woodbine in the north and try to uh, hop a boat there. If uh, you look at the map currently of the Fadel region, you were outside um, the Fae Shrine, which would be the waterfall over here where I'm pinging. And you were trying to get to the city of Woodbine here to the north where I'm pinging. Can everybody see that? Yes. yes. All right. Yep. So um, judging by the um, crude map that you were given uh, in Lullen, you figure you probably have about a day's travel to get there. Um, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, depending on uh, how much uh, the path here is uh, overgrown uh, by trees so are you going to try to make your way there at a leisurely place or you try a pace or are you trying to get there as quickly as you can uh, what are you doing I think we should try and excuse me what, one, of, one of you guys go I think we should just go up to Woodbine try and go as reasonably fast paced as possible and then we can chill out on our ship ride over as we try and get away Okay, but if we go really fast we won't be able to watch out where we're going we'll also leave a great big trail go slower we will have less chance of running into random elven patrols less chance of being tracked yeah but please don't ruin my uh, dream for uh, ship combat (laughs) (laughs) ship combat Ship combat, you know, like na- navy combat, naval oh, okay. combat. Are, are you being racist? No. <laughs> Did you my accent? Ship combat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just get my accent. Uh, I was gonna say I don't think there's a like a, a system for that, and there shouldn't be. Um. <laughs> all right. So. Uh, no, just playing. Yeah. So, are you going at a force march, or are you trying to be somewhat ke- careful through here? Let's take a vote. Let's take a vote. What do we? What do we think? I am gonna vote for Force March. Force March. Uh, I think Force March. It makes sense for Juliet to be in haste for her parents. You mean that? Oh. I feel oh, like not leaving a trail. We have a huge cart. How do we not leave a trail? Well, we don't have to crash through worse. the trees like the dude does. 
mean, they're gonna be after us no matter what we do. I heard about these dogs once that covered up their trail by uh, dragging a branch behind them and, and obscuring their tracks. Dogs? It's a reference. Okay, I don't get it, but cool. <laughs> uh, 101 Dalmatians. Oh, okay. Oh, I get so old. <laughs> All right, sounds like oh, the, consen- the consensus is you're going to do a forced march to uh, Woodbine. Correct. All right. Um, so after about uh, 12 hours in, I'm going to need uh, everybody to give me a constitution check. Sure thing. Nine. Sixteen. I have good rolls. I have a sixteen. All right. So everybody except for Talia and Alexander, you are going to suffer one point of exhaustion. Not bad. And um, as you continue on about the 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 fourteen hour mark, you are going to find yourselves uh, up here up here um, near Woodbine and I'm not going to make John roll for it because his passive is 16 Um, but you are going to hear some movement about in 100 feet or 100 yards away from you in the trees hold up a minute I hear some stuff up there are you sure it's not just birds or trees there's something I don't know. I just heard stuff. Uh, what time of day it is? Uh, right now, uh, it is probably about uh, one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, I'm gonna hide in the wagon, <laughs> cover my eyes. Because when you left out of here, it was probably about uh, eleven o'clock or midnight when you exited back into the Primaterial plane. Mm-hmm. I just have a bit of uh, trouble with lights. So, so are you so continuing somebody on? Somebody want to go check? Perhaps somebody who isn't exhausted. I can. Okay. Um, are you just walking up there, or are you going to stealth your way up? I'm going to stealth. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm uh, sneaky. <laughs> um, go ahead and give me a stealth check, even though I know it's not going to matter. It's fun. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. <laughs> Jesus. All right, Um, so you move up about 75 yards and um, about 25 yards away from you, kind of in a clearing, um, you are going to see a patrol of six high elves um, that currently appear to be having their midday meal. All right, I will uh, sneak back and... um let them know that we have we have company. Also, can we just appreciate that I rolled a 1 and it was still a 15? <laughs> oh, that's insane. How does that even work? <laughs> I have a lot of stealth. She has boots and a cloak and high dexterity. And yeah, high dex. Uh, double proficiency. And yeah, she bought Kevin a subway. <laughs> Bribing the DM. Always for a long. Take that any <laughs> way you want. All right. And so he has a magic pillowcase that's always cool to touch. There's that. Um. So Talia, you make your way back to the rest of the party, uh, unseen and unheard. All right. So what is it? Uh, there's a patrol of six guards up front. It was six, right? Yeah, yes. As, as far as you could see and as far as you know, that's what you saw. Okay. At, and yeah. at least six. Let's just go around. All right, so you're yeah. going around? Yeah, I don't think we should run into these fools. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't fight at night. At day. All right. Uh, everybody give me a group stealth check. Mine is at disadvantage. That's a 13. Do the horses roll stealth too? Nay. <laughs> I got a two. I got a two. Uh, actually, everybody except for um, Talia and 
Alexander would be rolling with disadvantage because of the fact that uh, you're suffering from one point of exhaustion. Right? So That's I got the a 17. Skill checks. Uh, I think no, my armor gives me disadvantage anyways. Yeah, I have the same thing as Bacala. Alright, uh, that is average is enough to get through these woods without being detected by these uh, elves. Um, based on what Talia told you before, as far as their general direction, you're able to find a path that goes maybe about a quarter mile out of the way. Um, so you're able to get through there undetected. Um, Talia carrying us. <laughs> you continue on, and you're eventually going to find a larger path, um, not quite a road, that is going to lead you to Woodbine. Everybody, um, by the time that you get there, it is going to be around 8 o'clock at night. The sun has already gone down. It's starting to get a little chilly here. You are able to smell some fresh-cut pine. Um, from what you know of this region, they do a lot of um, uh, timber and ship it down river, so you're smelling a lot of uh, wood cutting. Um, you're starting to get some scents off of uh, the river from the, the, the water and some of the, the decay of the vegetation there. And poop. <laughs> um, so at this point, everybody give me a, another constitution check since you force marched uh, all the way here. Eight. Seventeen. Five. Twenty. Seventeen. Remember, um, except for Alexander and Tali, we all have a disadvantage on that. On the save. Oh. I thought it was just ability checks. Well, that's what ability... He said... I don't know. Aren't, aren't those only skills? It should be their constitution. No, it's ability checks, not skill checks. For uh, exhaustion. Okay. So right. then we do roll it? No, it would, just, it would just be a save. It's not a check. Okay. So anybody who got over a 15, you're good to go. If you didn't, you're going to suffer another point of exhaustion. I am double exhausted. Uh, I have a point of exhaustion. I don't know where to save this. On the character sheet, underneath your hit points and your hit dice, there is an exhaustion level box, or there should be. They just added that up in a recent update to roll 20. Uh, I don't see it. I guess I didn't get the update. Same <laughs> either. Really? Go to your cog wheel in the top right. Oh, yeah. Show. Okay, let's see. I'm sorry. All right. So those of you suffering from one level, that's a disadvantage on ability checks. If you have two, your speed is halved. So by the time you're rolling into this town, you are dragging ass. Well, no, Juliet's the only one with the dragon ass. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, you make it to the outskirts of town... Uh, it's about an hour past dusk. Uh, it's kind of dark, and you can't make out a lot of details about the town. Uh, it appears to be about a quarter mile from end to end of the town, judging by the lights of the houses that you can see. Being this close, you can now hear the lapping of water from the river, and there's a uh, smell of that fresh-cut pine, fish, and wet decay of some of the vegetation. And as you continue down to what is now turned into a road into this town, you can see the dark outlines of two figures on the road about 200 yards away. And as you get closer, you can see that those two figures are wood elves guarding the road. Um, both are dressed in dark leather armor and carrying a long sword and bow, which you now see that they're holding with a knocked arrow. They aren't raising their bows yet. Uh, are you continuing on? Nope. We turn around, we head back to Faydale and retire. Uh, okay. Yes, of course we of course we continue on. Let's <laughs> take Rex. Just making sure. So, okay, so uh, who of us can sorry to interrupt, Kevin. Who of us can speak Elvish again? Just uh, double check. I uh, Luno can. And so can Julian. Uh, I can. Okay, so who's who's gonna talk to these guys? Uh, it doesn't seem like they're really uh, really friendly. I can intimidate them. <laughs> We have that letter from the guy down in Lowell. Oh yeah, that's right. And uh, you're a wood elf, right, Leno? 
They probably will listen to you. I mean, I look like one. That's good enough. All right. So uh, as you get closer, you're about uh, 75 yards away now, and you can see they're starting the tents, uh, but they aren't raising their bows just yet. And when you get about 60 feet from the two guards, the elf to the left, a taller man in a green cloak, calls out to you. Who y'all be? And what business you got in Woodbine? Hey there, my name's Dunham. I I just got through my adulthood thing. I'm sorry, I am tired. I'm a winter bear tired. I'm. Anywho, I did my adulthood thing at the Bay Shrine, and oh, we have been we have been booking it to get up here for night bell. Hope you don't mind if we can come in and rest. Trying to avoid them high elves and some bitches. Yeah, they've been uh, they've been uh, thicker than ticks on a coon dog lately. But you said you've done your uh, adulthood ritual. I thought the face rhyme was closed. Oh, we got up there, you know. There weren't nobody in there. We got out, and oh, there was people out there, and they was all dead. So that's why we. We came up here as quick as we could. We don't know what happened. We didn't want no part of that. Huh, that's mighty queer. Are you telling me, brother? Huh. Well, if you're just looking for an inn, uh, there's one up uh, the road up there. It's a uh, silver trout. You can't miss it. It's the, uh, the big building up there, uh, up there by the docks. Yeah, thank you very much. We really need to get some rest for your tucker. Yep. Who's this, uh, who's rest these, uh, these people you got with you? They, they, uh, your kin? Well, they might as well be. They've been traveling with me so long. You know, I've been, I've been outside of the bay, you know. My parents, they raised me up anyway. I've been, I've been out and traveling, and, you know, I, this here's my fiance. Now that I'm an adult, official life, we can get married, point to Julia. Uh, and these here, they're, they're my companions. They've been uh, helping me out on the road, getting me to and from that there shrine. Huh. And he takes a look at you and... Uh, I'm going to hide look- my face with the, with the hood. <laughs> he uh, takes a uh, look at uh, Alunidas and takes a look at uh, Juliet and gives you kind of this strange look. And he says, well, <laughs> I guess it takes all kinds. They say you can't choose who you love. All righty then. I guess you can come on in, but uh, y'all behave yourselves. We've got enough uh, trouble out there outside. We don't need no trouble inside. Oh, I hear that. We'll be good and quiet. We we couldn't raise a fuss if we want to. We're so tired. You uh, be staying long or uh, you gonna be traveling on in the morning? Well, we're, we're hoping to move on if we can. Where you? Places to go, weddings to arrange, you know. Where you be heading? Back down south of Kala, I reckon. Wait, not Kala. The other big city. Big place. Muskane? Carnley. Oh. Carnley, you say? That's quite yeah, a bit from where here. Our, we were planning on meeting the rest of our troop. We are part of a traveling carnival. Carnival, you say? Mm-hmm. What do you do? And normally I do acrobatics. I'm, I'm, I'm good at that. Jumping, flipping, things like that. And this here's our musician. I awkwardly look around since I don't know what's being said. <laughs> Are you saying this in uh, Elven or Common? Oh, Elven. You okay. Go by the accent, come back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he just nods and says, all right, all right. Well, if y'all entertainers, uh, you might be able to get work up at one of the inns. Uh, we ain't had too many come through here lately. We got all uh, Skaggs. He plays uh, he plays flute, but he ain't very good. I don't know. I figure he might be able to do something, or he might be too tired. So. Well, all right. Y'all can come on in. Just like I said, don't be causing no trouble. All right, bro. And... Start up down the road. Okay, so uh, you guys enter the town, and hold on, let me see if I can move I mean, this. If everybody else follows me, it's up to them. <laughs> no, oh, we're just gonna sit outside and camp. You go, you go in. Yeah, you go. You go join your kind. 
You're free, yeah. butterfly. I yeah, go in, on. Raise a family. <laughs> go on, be with your kind. Don't look back. We'll All right. Never forget uh, you. <laughs> everybody see the map? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, as you enter town, uh, you're going to see the main road that uh, comes in here. You are going to see some not unmodest uh, houses. I mean, they, they seem fairly well built. There appears to be some money in this town. Um, the village isn't very large, but the uh, the houses are pretty well built. Um, the city looks, or not really a city, a town. You estimate there's probably maybe three or four hundred people that live here. Not a lot of people out on the streets as it's uh, after dusk. You're seeing a lot of lights inside the houses uh, as you make your way up uh, through the road here looking uh, for an inn you are going to come to a large building up here uh, to the north beside the docks um, that has a sign out front in the shape of a fish and it's silver and you're going to see some writing in elven that says the silver trout on it it uh, appears to be three stories, and there is a stable uh, attached to it in the side. Uh, as you approach it, um, you're going to look to your north, and you are going to be able to see the river and the docks here. There appears to be four docks and um, two ships up here. There's currently no one out here on the ships, um, but you are seeing someone who appears to be some sort of guard that's out here on the docks. Um, it is a uh, wood elf uh, with a long sword and a bow. Um, you're also seeing some lumber uh, that appears to be carted in and these two large cranes that look like they're probably used for taking the wood off the carts and moving them onto the boats. You're also seeing this appears to be some sort of market district that's up here um, by the docks um, to the west of that. You are going to see some stables and what appears to be a forge over here. Look out for the gazebo. It might attack and kill us all. <laughs> I attack the gazebo. Um, how about the uh, rest of you go inside and I'll stable up the horses? Sounds good to me. Sounds reasonable. Maybe... Maybe, maybe Vic should keep hiding in the cart for a little bit. Come out the back stairs after we got rooms. I'm gonna go with uh, Juliet because I don't want to be seen, but I still want to help a bit. Alright, the rest of us will go inside. Alright, um, so Juliet and Vicalia, you move the horses and cart over here to the stables. Uh, inside the, uh, or outside the stables here, you are going to see a boy who's probably or so. You know, he's an elf, so he's older, but he's still kind of boyish. Um, who is working the stables here. And uh, he says, uh, can I help you? Um, we'll be staying at the inn. We just need to stable our horses. Is that alright? Uh, yeah, I can take uh, care of them. Um, I can also uh, clean them up for you, brush them down. Will that cost extra? Uh, yeah, we can just charge it to your room. That sounds perfect, then. But, uh, tips are appreciated. Of course. I toss some gold, like, under my hood. Mm, thank you. And, uh, he's gonna take your horses in your cart. And, uh... Meanwhile, I will ask for four rooms from the inn. Okay. Uh, you enter the inn, and, um, there's that smell of pine in here, um, as... Everything in this room appears to be made from that wood. Uh, inside, it is warmly lit. It is clean. You see probably about 10 tables inside the common room of this place. Um, only one of the tables is occupied at that time, and it is three half-elves um, that are eating dinner and having some ale at the back of the room. You are going to see uh, an innkeeper who is cleaning up some uh, some glasses and some plates. As you enter inside, you are going to see on a wall 
three pictures that have been drawn on some parchment that appear to look like some wanted posters. Do they have a crowd? Do you want to check them out? Uh, very stealthily, so, like, can I... Yeah, I'll go ahead and get Okay, as you uh, get closer, you are going to see that they are the likenesses of three women uh, who are wood elves, and below them, each one of the, the posters says missing. And as you read the names, you're going to see Stacy Blackwood, Prudence Blackwood, and Chastity Blackwood. <laughs> and it says uh -huh. missing, last seen uh, headed towards the Fey in search of their brother Jessup. Let's get back to the Fey. <laughs> they did. What did? All right, I'm going to head over to the innkeeper. Okay. And uh, he hey, sees. Grant. You uh, see him, and it is a older-looking elf. Um, by your estimate, you think he's probably 350, 400 uh, years old. He has uh, long hair that's uh, kind of blondish, but you're seeing some gray streaks that have started to uh, develop in his hair. He has kind of a, um, a scruff on his chin and what you can see is uh, a little bit of a mustache that's growing in. He has a uh, very sad look in his eyes and as you approach he says, uh, Hey, what can it up you with? Hey, is that a... We're looking for some rooms for tonight. Yeah, we can help you out with that. Yeah, half a dozen would be nice if you could. Yeah, every room's free now. So... Well then. Not not free of charge, you understand. Just free as in it's open. Well, I was kind of hoping, but all right. We can pay. Alrighty. So you want six rooms, and that'll be two gold a night. So 12 gold for the night. Unless you're going to be staying longer. Oh, all right, well, 12 gold for tonight, and we'll see tomorrow if we're staying any longer. Okay. Uh, don't be mind to be... Uh, Asking you business, stranger, but uh, where are you uh, coming from? Oh, we were coming from down Lullin Way. Working well, our way up north, trying to get to the river up here. Don't suppose you've been up, uh, up near Fadal lately, have you? Fadal? No. Oh, okay. There's this war on, I don't want to go near anywhere near that place. Yes, I understand. He's kind of got like this uh, sad look in his eyes as he was hoping maybe to hear some news from that region as uh, he reaches down below the counter of this bar and pulls out six keys and uh, puts it up on the table of this bar here. I scoop him up, nod, and turn around to head upstairs. Okay. You already missed dinner, but we have breakfast runs from six to eight thank you sir all right and i start passing out keys to everyone we each get our own room yeah or does abba sleep with the horses or with Aya? depends on the end oh yeah uh can you i i'm gonna ask the the innkeeper if i could have my my dog with me and hope he understands common okay gonna, but i'm gonna say it super sweet and like bat my eyes okay so uh you start big, speaking. round, weird human eyes. So uh, you start speaking in common, and he says, uh, I haven't heard that tongue in a while up here. Yes, I could allow your dog in the room, but that would be uh, extra five gold pieces for cleaning fee. I hope you understand. Talia it, it takes five gold pieces out and hands it over and takes Abbott happily upstairs with her. Okay. So, uh... Everybody heads up to uh, their rooms. Is there uh, anything else uh, you want to do tonight? Or are you uh, just heading up to your rooms and uh, crashing? On second, uh, I want to see if I can... Uh, like, do my, Does my room have uh, windows? Uh, yeah, so you go up to your rooms, and each one of these rooms is probably about 10 feet by 15 feet. There is uh, one window 
um, depending on if you're on the front side or the back side. Uh, a window facing out into the streets or a window facing out back. My backside only has one window. <laughs> uh, inside there is a, uh, a, a functional bed that's probably about the size of a, uh, a full-size bed. There is a wash basin and um, table there for you to uh, clean up. There's also a chair in the room and a modest rug. Other than that, it's fairly plain, uh, but not poor. Uh, I'd like to, um, before I actually go to sleep, I would like to actually keep watch from my window to see if there's any suspicious movement or something before I actually head in for the night. Uh, okay, how long are you going to do that? Uh, an hour or an hour and a half. Okay, so we'll say you watch outside... Uh, until maybe about 9.30 um, when your your eyes, your eyelids start getting uh, heavy. Um, looking outside, you're not really seeing a lot of movement. You see that uh, young elf that was out at the stables, uh, out back, uh, smoking a pipe and drinking something out of a uh, jug that you think is probably some sort of uh, uh, alcoholic liquor. But okay. other than that, not really anything that you see out of the ordinary or threatening. Uh, okay, great. Anybody Keep else time. doing anything? Well, meditating times. I'm not. I'm not uh, trying to make a whole hassle and a half before leaving. Yeah, Talia's exhausted. She's not even going to try to train Abbott tonight. Okay. Uh, Juliet has a spell that she hasn't used yet, and I've been kind of waiting for it because using it a million times is just kind of a waste, but... Um, I have alarm as a ritual, and so Juliet's going to cast this ritual to ward her room. If anyone, if anything larger than tiny in terms of like size, enters the room, it'll give her a mental alarm that will wake her up. Um, I'm not doing the audible alarm. Okay. Um, so that, that's it. Okay, so you're you're casting that. Uh, you're running this silver wire around the uh, the interior walls of your room. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, so you got six rooms, so everybody's got their own room. Um, are you doing anything else, copying spells or anything tonight? No, nothing else. Okay. Tali, you can finally attune her boots. Uh, I did that on our long rest last time. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, everybody settles in for the night, and... Uh, having a nice uh, rest Talia uh, give me a perception check with disadvantage eight all right so you are sound asleep you are exhausted from the uh, force march that you had all the way from the Faygate to this inn so around Two o'clock in the morning, you don't hear the door open to your room. And the next thing you know is you're going to feel this poke in your ribs. As you wake up in the dim light of the room, you are going to see a figure holding a oil lamp. And as they turn the light from the oil lamp up you are going to see a black dragonborn dressed in this jet black leather armor and cloak who takes their finger and puts it up to their lips as in be quiet don't scream out uh Tali's gonna reach out and like see if it's real or if she's dreaming Dolly's going to reach out and knife someone. I'm assuming she sleeps with knives all over her. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, I'm, I'm going to see if it's real by, you know, stabbing it, I guess. Uh, but okay. no, like, just... <laughs> Are you uh, reaching out like you're going to stab? No, I'm reaching out, like, to see if I can feel it with my hands. Like, I like am convinced I am exhausted and this is just a dream. Okay, so as you reach out and try to touch this dragonborn... And like one like lightning fast motion, its hand 
that's free is going to come from its dagger and then reach out and grab a hold of your hand and you feel this uh, this scaly fingers grasp around your wrist. Okay. That's not scary at all. With my other hand, I'm going to reach for a dagger and go and and be like what who are you? What do you want? Come down. I'm here to talk. My dark companion. Uh, we have not met, uh, but your friends Juliet and Alexander are very familiar with me. I am Sish. Um, what is? God, Abbott should Did do something. He's in the room Sish? with me. I don't think so. At this point, Abbott is just now noticing what's going on in the room, and starts barking. Talia's gonna tell him quiet. Do the rest of us hear this? Uh, everybody give me a perception check. He knows quiet. Huzzah. <laughs> 21. Wait. Good old 10. 20. 13. Okay, anybody who uh, got over a 12, uh, you heard this barking come from uh, Talia's room. Can I be like drowsy walking? Be like, knock, knock, knock. Sees that butt's barking. Uh, are you trying to exit your room? Uh, yeah. Okay, yep. as you exit, you are going to see two figures at your door dressed in red cloaks that are going to put their fingers to their lips as in stay quiet and then motion with you with uh, their fingers to follow them. Do I recognize those figures? Their robes mm. or something? Uh, no. You would know based on the red cloaks that these may be red talon assassins oh okay so I'm like just like gonna grab a few rations with me and like snack and like okay <laughs> okay okay so snack. I just so don't Talia <laughs> Talia's gonna tell Abbott quiet which is a command that he knows um and say what do you what do you want just very freaked out she has not heard stories of Sish I don't think um, I'm trying to think back, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that they have not told her anything about Sish. And so she is, like, very freaked out that there's a black dragonborn in her room, and she is groggy. I'm here to palaver. Your friends are being gathered as we speak. Um, okay. So around that time, you are going to see uh, Vicalia, uh walk into your room, and uh, the and rest of you are going to hear... Uh, like a faint knock on your door. Juliet is going to go up to the door uh, after having woken up from Abbott's barking and kind of crack the door open just a little bit and be like, who is it? You are going to see a man with a scraggly black beard and a red cloak motion for you to follow him. Oh, okay, he's got the red cloak. Then uh, Juliet's just going to shrug. Uh go back inside, grab something to wear, and bring a sword, I guess? Uh, that's it, though. Okay. Uh, I gotta oh. say, I love that, like, you, you think about something to wear, and, like, you're the dragonborn, and I, like, grab something to munch, and I'm supposed to be an elf. <laughs> After about five minutes, all of you are roused and uh, motioned into uh, Talia's room. It's kind of a tight fit in here, but uh, you're all able to find places to uh, sit on the bed outside where you saw the, the figures before. Uh, you counted probably a total of uh, six people in these blood red cloaks who are now making their way quietly down the hallway and down the steps of this inn. You're not hearing any other activity in the place currently. As Talia's you all- going to ask again, so what is this about? I think you know. I'm here for the boots. You're no. right where the prophet said you would be, and so I have come. I come no. bearing salutations and praises from the Harbinger. That's fantastic, but no. <laughs> what do you mean, no? I just attuned to these boots. They're fantastic, they're amazing, and I love them, and I'm not giving them up. <laughs> <laughs> you will. This is your job. This is your mission. 
Our mission is to gather them. Nothing said that we had to give them up. They belong to our mistress. Not you, little girl. And he is going to uh, look at Juliet and Alexander and say, There are many here who were not with you when we last met. I do not know them except for you. And he's going to look at uh, Nifron and say, Ancient One. And then he gives a slight bow. We have not met. I am Sish, and I have much honored to meet you all. And he looks at you and says, What's your name, girl? Talia. Talia. Do you have any idea the rewards that await you? Uh, for what? For gathering these trinkets and your part in our plans. I would like to think that one of the rewards is these boots. They're fantastic and beautiful, and I love them. (laughs) And she's going to hug her legs because she 100% fell into bed and just went to sleep. She did not change. They do not belong to you, but you will be well rewarded. And he's going to pull out a sack and throw it onto the bed. And it is a hefty sack. You want to look inside? Uh, She'll kind of lean up and like peek inside, see if she can see, but she's not going to touch it because she has learned her lesson about touching things that could (laughs) kill her. Okay. Um, You touch it and it feels like a fairly heavy sack. And as you heard it hit the bed, there was uh, the jingle of coins. Oh, I, I have money. But not like this. And there's more to come. Hey, Sish. So, uh, why... Is there a reason why you particularly need it now instead of just getting it all at once from us later? I do as I am bidden. As you will do as you are bidden. Per arrangement. Right, right. Okay. So, uh, Talia, would you mind just, like, handing over the boots? I mean, we can get more boots. But can you get boots that are amazing like these? <sighs> I mean, no, but I'm not trying to, uh, not trying to make waves right now. I mean, do you, like, what are you trying to do right now? Because if you don't give them up, uh, things are going to get kind of awkward. Uh. Yes, agreed. Murder is very awkward. Is, is the only thing you have to give for these boots money? That was a part of our arrangement and deal. Money and power. Ah, yes, power. That is something we can talk about. <laughs> uh, Talia will start to strip the boots off because she can tell that the others are... are... Oh, well, I assume, can she tell that the others are getting really uncomfortable with her denying Sish the boots? Or... Uh, give me, uh, is anybody hiding your discomfort? I have this, like, face. You see, like, a mom with screaming kids in the mall. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the most clear face I I could make. You're embarrassing me in front of the red cloaks. Come on. (laughs) Well, there goes my plus 14 to stealth. Now you're gonna Uh, be plus 8. Uh, 10. Uh, no, no, nine. nine. Sorry. Yeah, plus five to stealth. Yeah. Um. So power. What power or do you speak of? I hear you have great power already. The note from the harbinger. What other power do you desire? Other the power of wealth and the power over life and death. Power over life and death. And uh, he's going to pull out a dagger and slam it into the de- bedpost and say, yes. Talia's going to look at the dagger while she's, she has, like I said, she was stripping off her boots because she could tell everyone was uncomfortable and she was like, oh, maybe, uh, maybe I shouldn't be a petulant child at this exact moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, I am, I don't have people on my side. Um, and, and she's, she's going to, to hug the boots a little bit and, and say, what does the dagger do? It kills people. Well, so does this one, and she's going to pull the one out of uh, out from under her pillow. And this one, and she's going to pull the one out from her boot. And this one, and she's going to pull the one off the side table. <laughs> and he says, yes, those are fine. 
but this one really likes the blood of petulant children. Oh. Oh, that's fantastic. I like to kill petulant children. She, she <laughs> I finished playing this game. Playing at the game. See, here's the thing. I am going to give you the boots under extreme protest. And she's going to look at uh, up at him because Juliet and Vic and uh, uh, Alexander all look like they're going to actually murder me, not because you scare me. And she's going to hand them over. Uh, he's going to take the boots and put them in a uh, sack. And as you see him put the boots into the sack, the sack doesn't seem to uh, change shape. And he says, that wasn't so hard now, was it? It was terrible. Uh, while we're at it, Sish, uh, I got kind of like an issue. Uh, you see, I have this dagger, and I'm going to pull out the dagger. And uh, it's got like a demon inside of it. Is there a way you could help me out to like, I don't know, destroy it or get rid of it? That's out of my skill set. I'm more of a kill people in the night or intimidate them to get what I want kind of person. Uh, would you have any recommendations? I don't know. If it's cursed, find a priest. That's reasonable enough. Where did you come upon such an item? I found it on the body of a dead bard. Yeah, I know, not the best idea to strip dead bard's belongings uh, from a tomb, I want to say. Is that right, Kevin? Was it? It was a tomb, right? Right. Uh, it was the. Technically, uh, sh- you took it from the body of a dead warlock, who got it from a dead bard. But. <laughs> uh, no, oh yeah, he, makes- he found it. Well, yeah, I guess that is kind of true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, uh, it- you found it in the shrine of the Raven Queen in this uh, um, crypt that had a puzzle lock on it. Yeah, I remember it being a crypt or something like that. Synonyms are hard, but uh. Yeah, I found in uh, crept off of this warlock dude, and then I came to realize that it was uh, it was it was kind of cursed. Not not my best best decisions, but uh. I don't know that I can help you. Do you know this demon's name? What's the name of it, Kevin? I I'm terrible with names. Uh, you would remember uh, <laughs> the demon's name is Ornan. Yeah, his uh his name's Ornan. It doesn't ring a bell. But you know its name, and names have power. Maybe find a wizard who may be able to help you with summoning and dismissal. Reasonable enough. Thanks, Ish. Do you know anything else about the dagger? Uh, it feeds off of the... Well, the demon feeds off of the life souls of, uh, of people. And if it doesn't, it tries to take my life force. It's a, it's a whole thing. Um... But originally, the first owner was a bard, I want to say. Uh, and he became attuned with the dagger and suffered the same way that I do. I don't know what to tell you. That sounds inconvenient. Yeah, it's it's not the best. Could be better. Anyways, Ish, we kind of need to get a boat out of here. Any, uh, do you think there's any big enough for our group? Well, there are docks here. It's just a matter of hiring a boat. And with that, what I just gave you is more than enough for each of you to start your own town. If you weren't previously indisposed on your particular quest, I also have a message from the Harbinger. In so many words, find the egg. And the artifacts, too, if serendipity puts them in your path. Other talents are looking for the few unknown locations of the artifacts, and more importantly, killing those not of our ilk who are trying to find and gather them. You are haunted, as you probably already know, so I would advise discretion. Cool. Uh, I'm a nudge, Juliet. Like, don't you want to ask him if he knows something about your parents, maybe? I don't think you ask. I don't think you ask things of Sish. Um, he kind of, you know, asks things of you. What? Oh, well, I guess you don't care about your parents, you know. Wow. 
Oh, it's nice. Got me. I know. Got me. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Juliet's uh, gonna speak up then. Um, Sish, we're planning to go back to Kala for one of the egg pieces, but I was wondering if um, you knew anything about my parents. Um, don't know anything about your family tree. I don't do lineages. <laughs> Uh, Talia's gonna start reaching for the dagger that he he stabbed into the bedpost. Okay. Uh, give me a give me a dex check. 22. Alright, uh, so as you, uh, start reaching for that, he, uh, tries to slap your, uh, hand out of the way of the dagger, but, uh, misses. Awkward. Like I said, I didn't care about it. Like, awkward. Uh (laughs) Talia is going to say, what, was it not meant for me, or was it meant as a threat? It wasn't very threatening, if that's what it was meant for. I that he couldn't catch it. Uh, give me another deck safe. Uh, 16? Well, d- yeah. Um, so, as you say that, lightning quick as a snake, the other hand comes up and is going to grab you by the throat and Can lift I, like, you up like- off of the bed. She she's going to say like through a cho- uh, through a choked voice. This is significantly more threatening. Good job. <laughs> Can I be like? Oh my god, it's so good. I'm glad you approve. Now are we done playing this game, child? What game? You said there was a dagger. I thought it was mine. Uh, he is going to throw you to the that floor. That was the implication. And you are going to take. You're going to take five points of damage. Yikes. As he basically ragdolls you uh, across this uh, room and into the wall. Can I be like, just because you're slow, Grandpa, slower than a small girl, doesn't mean you need to get violent. Okay, uh, give me a dexterity check. (laughs) (laughs) Vicalia. Eleven. I'm a very slow person. All right, so uh, as you say that, in one smooth motion, Sish is going to move, pull the dagger from this bedpost, and move across the room and put the dagger up underneath your chin, and I'm gonna... is going to lean into you and get within like an inch from your face, and this close, you can smell this sour, acrid acid smell coming from his mouth and as you look down you see this clear liquid dripping from his teeth is this fast enough for you dark elf I really don't have time for this Ah, I'd hoped our meeting would be more friendly you really need to teach your new friends some manners and he is going to lower the dagger and sheath it and begin to walk out of the room and is going to look at Nifron. Ancient one, I would speak with you privately before I leave. Your demon spider hand has a message for you. And Nifron is going to motion for Sish to lead the way out of the room and uh, they're going to exit Talia's room and go back to Nifron's room. After about uh, 10 minutes, uh, you're going to hear this heated conversation and some yelling coming from the next room. It's going to die down, and then you're going to see Sish walk back down through the hall and give a glance into Talia's room before uh, walking down the steps and out of the inn. This guy's a butt. Yeah, and then... uh, about three minutes later, um, you're going to see, or you're going to hear Nifron come out of his room and uh, walk into Talia's room, and you'll notice that he has packed up all his gear, and uh, his face is uh, kind of unreadable, but it seems a little annoyed. He's going to say, I've been sent to elsewhere. A doubt will meet again as you will probably die either by natural or unnatural causes before then. But, in case I need to find you. And he's going to walk up to Vic, and he's going to stop about a foot in front of her, 
and look her in the eye, and he's going to raise his right hand as to poke uh, Vicalia in the middle of her forehead with the uh, tips of his index, middle, and ring fingers that have been formed into this triangle, uh, but he's not going to touch you. Vic, he's going to say to you, You've been given great power by our mistress, but nothing like those few chosen with her true blessing have. It may be time for you to receive your birthright. Will you receive her mark? Um, I'm gonna take like a small, um, like kneel, you know? Okay. Um, like with on one knee. And I'm Can gonna take my um, amulet and be like, just like the amulet and be like, yes. Okay, so um, Nifron is going to close his eyes and he reaches out with his fingers and touches you in the middle of your forehead with his fingertips um, for about a second and then he pulls away and as he does Vikali you're going to feel a, uh, this cold chill and pain fill your head as though you've been eating snow and this chill turns to this heat that spreads throughout your body and as quickly as the feeling came it disappears for the rest of you in the room you're going to see a dull red glow appear from Nifron's fingers and spread to uh, Vicalia's forehead. And when Nifron pulls his fingers away, you're going to see a faint glowing mark appear above her eyes in the shape of a spider. It lingers for a few seconds and then it's going to disappear. And uh, where the glow once appeared, uh, you're now going to see a spider-shaped scar in the middle of her forehead similar to Nifron's and Nifron's going to say there I think it suits you you are now mocked and have our queen's attention it's a great honor and a terrible curse now can you feel me can you feel us as he says that Vicalia you're going to sense Nifron in the room with you like his closeness. It's kind of like uh, being in a dark room and knowing someone else is there with you, like close to you. Yeah, but not seeing him. Yeah, you could like point to him in the room and know how far away he is. You also feel something else, someone else, far, very far away to the west. And Nifron's lips curve into a slight smile. I give him like this, uh, I guess, um, like sort of like handshake just with like your hand backwards like see what i think like this okay he like looks at you and doesn't know what to do this Are is you, she's too yonder cool back. Back. <laughs> 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 i'm gonna pound it out bones it out it's like just like you know like those um like clasps for like allies okay like uh around the forearm exactly exactly okay so uh he recipro- reciprocates and uh, he's gonna say to you You are bound to her now. There are great rewards and horrible punishments that come with her attention. Her power may have waned in the centuries since many of the drow abandoned her, but make no mistake. She can destroy you at a whim if it pleases her. She may do it just to remind you that you are her plaything. And death, it's not the end. You will beg for oblivion. You may also become immortal, if she so wishes, and for as so long as it serves her purpose, but not necessarily in that body. I wouldn't test her will, as she is fickle, and you may not have a perfect vessel like a drow again. I haven't been a drow in... He pauses for a long moment, and looks you in the eye, and says, What has your mother told you of your father and your brother? Um, not much, uh, mainly that, uh, my brother is, I think, dead, a coward. <laughs> that sounds about right. She hasn't told you the truth, but what can you expect from a handmaiden? One day, when you're ready, seek that shadow in your mind to the west, or don't may have all the time there is or not that is up to our queen thank you 
Nifron is going to uh, adjust his pack and takes a sweeping look at all of you in the uh, room and says, try not to die if you can help it. It would be slightly inconvenient. Before he, before he leaves, Talia's going to run up to him and give him a hug. Aww. Aww. What weakness. <laughs> Just like a tear. And, and she's also going to try to hand him her uh, fine dagger with a silver hilt. It doesn't have a silver blade or anything like that. And just say here to remember me by. So uh, as you have your arms basically around his uh, his waist, as uh, you're so small compared to uh, his elf form, um, he's going to take the dagger and say, I think you'll probably need this more than me, child. You have some potential. Seek me after four years. I may have use of you. And he is going to uh, take his hand and kind of like move the hair out of your eyes and pat you on the head. And then he's going to pull away from you and he's going to turn and walk away without saying another word as he goes down the steps and out of the inn. Talia is going to kind of smile to herself and say, I think I got to him. Yeah, I think so too. Any of the rest of us had tried that, we'd be dead. <laughs> that's true. So uh, I think that's probably a great place to end the episode right there. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, yeah. Sure is. Okay. How much gold oh, okay. did Sish give us? Uh, you didn't look. <laughs> the count. <laughs> uh, Maybe in the morning. There is uh, about uh, 500 platinum pieces uh, in that Ooh. bag. Also, you can buy Abbott a diamond armor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, uh, Vicalia, uh, you now yeah. have the blessing of Loth. And once per day, if you're still in Loth's favor, if you're knocked unconscious, you will regain one hit point and resistance to all damage except for radiant and necrotic for one minute. Some barbarian for a bit. Yep. And Holy once, cow. Also, once per day, you can cast one of the falling spells as you call upon Lost Blessing, which are Spare, uh, spare the Dying, Healing Word. Oh, let me just uh, write that down real quick. I, 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 can, I can paste it into the chat, but it's Spare the Dying, ah, thank you. Healing okay, Word, thank you. Gentle Repose, Greater Restoration, and uh, Spider Climb. That's you can, pretty broken, but okay. <laughs> well, you can cast one of those spells, only one of these spells once a day. So you can choose anything from oh, that list. Oh, okay. You can't, right. you can't cast every one of those spells once per day. Mm-hmm. Isn't All Spirit of Dying a uh, cantrip, though? It a is. useful one. Huh. Where did you send the list, by the way? I just put it into Roll20 chat. Oh, yeah, that's okay. a spell we could use a lot, I think. <laughs> I, I became a powerhouse. <laughs> now it's gonna be like Vic, heal me, heal me, stop fighting. Um, Actually, well, give me a use when I do something. I mean, I, like, like Nifron said, this is a blessing and a curse. I'll take the curse. Maybe one day I'll be a wood elf, and then I can be like, you know, I can make a clown of myself, so I can make the wood elf's name worse. You know, it's gonna change races, <laughs> goes until I become a drow again. All right, so uh, I think that is going to wrap it up for it, uh, us this week. Uh, appreciate everybody uh, yep. joining us and hanging out. I'm so glad to be back after vacation last week just to get this episode out as it was coming and some major plot points were coming. So glad we got some of that out of the way. There is a lot more to come. But yeah, um, thank my uh, players here for joining us and hanging out and all of you on uh, Twitch for coming and hanging out with us today. So uh, hopefully yeah. we'll see you next week. Yep, yeah, it was a very Bye. fun. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much for joining us. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons & Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling size favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, 
lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. Fantasy Accountants, you hack and slash, we do the math with Fantasy Accountants. Adventuring is hard work. As you're entering the lair of a dragon, you can't afford to be spending a second thought about whether your taxes are paid up on your keep or if your monthly payment on your horse has been taken care of. I'm Terrell Silversmith of Silversmith, Silversmith, and Stonegut, certified fantasy accountants, and we can take the grudgery of paying your taxes and bills off your mind. For a modest fee, we can make sure your mundane financial responsibilities are taken care of so you can concentrate on what really matters saving villages and slaying monsters. We also take care of wills and estates if one of your party members should happen to fall. We can also handle insurance claims for accidental death and dismemberment. Give yourself peace of mind knowing that trade professionals have your back. Silversmith, Silversmith, and Stonegut can handle all your financial needs. Fantasy accountants, you hack and slash me also, Kevin, don't hate right, me for being off. a petulant child. Uh, no, that I mean that was your your character, and it kind of gave me the opportunity to show that you know Sish doesn't you know put up with any nonsense. Yeah, I, it would have been unlike her to be like all reverent and BS. So I went for petulant. Oh, absolutely. It was fine. It was fun. Also, Sish right. could probably kill everybody in that room without the other assassins that were waiting outside. Probably. Yeah, well, we have the Harbinger's that. note, so fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> the music you heard on this episode was Four Origins, Mist, Village Consort, Folk Round, At Rest, Dark Standoff, Tempting Secrets, and private reflection by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.